Hello and welcome back to Recover to Flourish, the podcast that aims to debunk all things eating disorders and bring a bit of light to your eating disorder recovery journey. I'm your host, Keandra. I am an eating disorder recovery coach and I'm a survivor of an eating disorder. And this podcast aims to help you um, on your own journeys and bring awareness of some topics that you might not be aware of already. And in today's episode, we're all we're going to be talking about all things um, recovering during educa- education, specifically university, with a very very special guest. I am um, I'm so excited to welcome Madeline. So she is mindful with Mads on Instagram. If you don't follow her already, I'm going to leave the link down below so you can check out what she shares. But I'm gonna you know pass it over to you, Madeline. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a 21-year-old. I'm living in New Zealand at the moment. Um, I'm currently doing my master's degree in uh, dietetics. And yeah, I have, I guess, journeyed an eating disorder throughout my um, undergrad degree. Um, Yeah, it's been a wild ride. ride. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey that, you know, it must have been really hard because obviously we've, we've, we spoke briefly before this episode and you're doing a, you know, a hefty, a hefty degree. So yeah. Can you tell me a bit about your journey? Yeah. So, um, I kind of, I withered, um, a, uh, undergrad degree during COVID, which in itself was a big, uh, a big, a big deal. Um, but I guess my journey kind of started um year 13 last year of school I um had a few like um stomach issues and went through a bit of a like medical journey and trying to figure out what was going on and ended up doing um the FODMAP diet which um was kind of a a bit of a curse it was very very restrictive if um people don't know what it is basically eliminating a lot of foods to kind Mm. of see what triggers your stomach um and although it was helpful in terms of like stomach issues it really led me down the garden path in terms of yeah a life of restriction um then heading into first year uni yeah like i guess all new environment um it was crazy um and then kind of covid hit and um the one kind of thing i guess that was able to attach on to was food i could control that and i'd already had a bit of a taste of like what restriction was like um and started i guess going to the gym and then yeah when covid happened along with university i kind of fell into the with the pitfalls of an eating disorder um and yeah first year just kind of snowballed into something quite quite bad i I think I tried to deal with it in first year a little bit, but I was doing a first year health science degree course, which was quite a lofty um, workload. And I was not in the headspace to be dealing with that. It was very new. And I guess I was a little bit in denial. And yeah, so first year came and went. Um, My illness sort of continued to get worse. And over summer, I came home. And it became pretty apparent that I was quite unwell and um, there came the decision whether I would go back to uni or not. And yeah, I had to then, I love study. I'm a bit of a nerd. So um, uni was like, if I don't go to uni, I won't know what myself, what I am. And it became like, I don't want let my eating disorder get, um, take a hold of university as well. So I made a decision to go back. Um, but there was some pretty big, I guess, 
not a contract, but like some ground, but some goals and things that I had to stick by if I was going back, go back to uni. And yeah, went back and kind of navigated second and third year, recovering from an eating disorder that had kind of taken over my first year. And now we're here in fourth year. So it worked, but it was, yeah, it was pretty hectic. Really, really hard. I mean, yeah. you know, you mentioned that the, I suppose the stressor for you was that newness of the subject being somewhat like, you know, all of us out of our depth, we go, we're like plummeted into an environment that isn't, you know, usual. And, you know, a lot of us, and there's probably some listeners here that haven't been to university or education isn't a part of their journey. But again, you've got work stressor as work is a similar, you know, a similar journey. So, you know, this might be relevant in that respect. But I think when eating disorders, some de- to some degree, give us certainty in a time of uncertainty, which, you know, you mentioned yourself. I mean, did you seek out of help? Did you tell your family? Did you, you know, is, is, have you got that relationship with them that you could do that? Yeah. So, um, first year, I guess, um, being in university, I traveled to the furthest away university. I was a keen 18 year old to get out of home. Um, but I, yeah, I traveled quite a far away. So I guess being at university was quite easy to, hide it and it wasn't that I was intentionally doing so because I didn't really think it was a problem but um I guess you know I was out of sight out of mind I I wasn't physically being seen so my family for a while like probably didn't see what was going on and to the people around you it's happening quite gradually so it wasn't super stark initially but yeah I came home for we had a lockdown in New Zealand um, and my parents, you know, kind of saw what was going on and yeah, became a little bit concerned, but I guess it was like, oh, it's probably nothing like, especially in those first couple of months. Um, and then yeah, we're back to, down to uni and I guess, um, that second half of the year, it got really bad. Um, and yeah, my friends definitely did notice, um, and reached out to me, but like, didn't really know how to handle it. Also, they were going through uni as well. Like I was a bit of a, not a burden, but it was another thing to have to tackle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I came home at the end of the year for summer, it was when my parents really were like, okay, something's wrong. Um, and yeah, I was very, very lucky to have super supportive friends and family to be like, we need to get you through this because we can't have another year of this. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and I think that was, like, a massive, like, like without them, I probably wouldn't have gone through it. Yeah, so I'm very fortunate. But family, friends, yeah, I think family more than friends at the time just because I don't, like, everyone was dealing with COVID and uni and new life. And so I think sometimes, like, being able to have people who, like, aren't in that was really important. Also, your family are, like, I mean, for me, like they were, they always had my best interest in heart at heart. So I think Definitely. It's, it, it's it hard for friends, for you know, um, yeah. as much as we should, you know, friends, we should be there for our friends and friends should be there for us. But it's also like, you know, I'm sure, you know, each sort of a minefield. So a lot of the time I'm sure, you know, they might have been going through their own mental stresses with you know trying to navigate covid was hard for everyone um Mm. so you know it's just really good that you had had your family there i mean 
other than your family did you seek out I suppose professional help did you um how was even like the university health service in that it was there any strategies you used there yeah so um yeah in that first year of um of COVID and uni I did um seek out some help for student at student health um and I was they were they're pretty overrun, but they did their best. Um, I saw a psychologist there and I did CBT, um, cognitive behavior therapy, but it didn't really help. I think that I was kind of, it was very obviously behavioral approach and my mind was so far in in disorder that I had no capacity to really do any behavior change. And so I did that for 10 weeks and, kind of came out the other end with nothing um because i was it's so easy to say you're doing things but without actually working on the like mental stuff i really struggled and yeah so that didn't really help and then after 10 weeks i was like okay cool that hasn't helped we'll just charge you we can't do anything for you so and i like it is a bit of a downfall i guess of the uni like health system they don't have the capacity to help people who are struggling more than just like surface level I guess kind of counselling um mm. and then was kind of just left to my own devices which was great for my eating disorder but not helpful for me so yeah once I came home at the end of the year my parents were like okay cool this is not working we did seek out private help and like I'm very fortunate that I was able to do that because I don't think without that I wouldn't be where I am but that was in second year and first year I also friends started noticing some stuff that was you know things that were wrong and and I was staying at a hall um halls of residence where I was like living and doing everything um and I one of the like heads of hall came in to talk to me um made sure everything was going okay obviously had heard some stuff that was going on and it was a quick five minute conversation and uh oh yeah cool we've seen you you're fine move on and that was kind of it so I think I was like desperately like crying for help but it was it was too hard so it was just like okay cool we've seen had eyes on you let's move on now Mm -hmm. yeah so the university in that way I guess wasn't really super helpful and I know from people that I've spoken to who went to some uni or like similar universities in New Zealand like not all that helpful which like I guess disheartening to hear but like it sometimes just is the way it is which really sucks um it does but yeah it's not just New Zealand it's unfortunately mm. seems uh, a a global global epidemic or problem you know where you know not just for eating disorders for all mental health and disabilities there just isn't the support there and you know maybe that's a political conversation that we could you know dive into in another episode but you know it isn't right and I suppose you know we can reflect like you know for a while that you're you feel grateful for the support network you had your family your friends to some degree and you know the ability to get private support but you know for 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 students listening or people listening that maybe don't have that how would you say the best way to seek out a supportive community is when when in university yeah I think um I think one of the like hard things I learned through my journey was 
like support systems are quality over quantity and like in that time like I couldn't have lots of people around me because like it was just too I think the university environment is very much set up of like a comparison like a just a world of comparison you are living in a hall with 500 other students who are basically all doing the same thing as you and all vying for the same positions and health professions and are all trying to get the best grades and have the best university life and so it's all about comparison and so eating disorders kind of thrive um and there I there are so many people that I know that struggled in first year and then came to the end of first year and was like something's wrong I need to get help and a lot of that was because of the halls and being around the same age girls trying to do the same thing as you and all comparing mm-hmm. against each other so I think in that sense like trying to figure out that like sometimes being around lots of people isn't helpful and like figuring out who your people are that are going to like um support you and back you all the way is really important um and if you have that relationship with your family like that is really helpful because they are an outside person who aren't in that environment and are going to love and care for you what no matter what um so i think that's really helpful and if you have siblings if they're old enough to I guess understand what's going on and even if they don't know like just to have someone to like talk to it's been really helpful like I'm so grateful that I have siblings that are like close in age um and I think also along the same thread of like comparison is like as well as culling the people physically that are around you to people that are going to be able to support you is like online it's just another whole world of like comparison and like I guess systematically picking out like who is helpful for me and who is not like you're only going to make the, the voices louder if you're letting all these external influences like on your screen constantly mm-hmm. so I think like Definitely. making sure you're following accredited people and like even if it's meaning like you have to mute some of your friends or um I don't know, like unfollow unhelpful accounts. Like that's just for the time. Like no one's going to be angry at you if that's what you're doing because you're helping your mental health. And, you know, if you can't get like the external help, then doing what you can in terms of like, yeah, minimizing, I guess, the influences and risk for yourself is going to be really helpful. Definitely. I think that's a, is such an important thing to say, you know, social media can be used for good you know and I try and keep my platform as a uh, you know awareness focused as possible but you know there is there is unfortunately triggering things out there and even that are non-eating sort of related just friends family you know just that comparison is is something that really really triggers eating disorder so I think that's a really really good you know tip for for people I mean you know regard regarding that comparison aspect um you know stigma stigma and I suppose awareness is a big thing or any misconceptions did you um encounter any like stigma around your eating disorder during university or how did you handle that if you did yeah so I think I didn't especially experience stigma or like um I guess misconceptions more like to do with people being unaware and a bit I guess like judgmental of who what was going on people 
I found don't know how to handle people who have an eating disorder or people who are going through recovery and it's easier just to ignore them or not say anything and sometimes silence is so much worse like being the person who's going through it being like I know that you know what's going on but no one's saying anything is really hard and I think being in the university environment was really tricky because I was seeing the same people for three years and they saw me when I was in a good space and then like decline and then get better and sometimes I would see them at both ends physically but they would see me throughout it and then there was like this unspoken like I know what you've gone through but like I'm not going to say anything or like I can kind of guess what you've gone through looking at you and I think that was really hard because I didn't think I didn't I struggled feeling like they deserve to like be in my life because they hadn't helped me or seen me through it not because they didn't want to but because just like Dunedin where I was living was a really small place and you're seeing all the same people so I think being yeah in that in that university environment was really tricky because you were getting that I guess like secondhand judgment and a bit of like oh I know what you're doing or like I know what's happened but like I'm not going to speak about it and mm-hmm. um yeah people just not really knowing how to like handle you I guess or be around you or know what to say or mm-hmm. um know like how to help shells. yeah and not really know like not what uh, even if it's not about your eating disorder just to kind of like talk to you have a conversation with you because like it's a bit of an elephant in the room and I think the more that I got through my recovery journey the more that I became so like open to talk about it and people found that I guess quite jarring I think like I guess a misconception is that people and I guess it's to do with the stigma is that people don't talk about it and Mm. I am like very extroverted and like if you've known me for five minutes you'll know my whole life story so like I didn't (laughs) care about like talking about it because like it was so big it was so part of my life it was a prominent um, aspect of your journey 100 percent, yeah and um I was like pretty proud to like be where I was to be able to like still go to uni it was pretty rough there for a while and I didn't know if I was going to get there so if you know if the conversation arose I was going to talk about it and I guess people found that quite like oh wow you're going to go there I just didn't really care because I was like well if I don't talk about it then you know, no one's going to talk about it and then someone else is going to go through what I went through. So, yeah, I think that was more hard than people, I guess, like stigmatizing what I had done or, yeah, the the unawareness was very prominent. And I guess before myself, I hadn't experienced anyone who had openly talked about it sort of before. So, I mean, it mm. follows the trend. So, yeah, I guess I wanted to just like kind of change it up a bit because, it becomes really hard when I guess when you're kind of fighting alone um, yeah, and you can't get the help. There's like if someone's talking about it, then they know that they can come to you if you're comfortable to talk about it. Definitely. Yeah. I suppose, you know, you mentioned about that, you know, you're proud of where where you got to and I suppose where you are now, you know, in fourth year. How, you know, you can go into as much or as little detail as you want, but how, how are you doing now? Have you got any strategies that you use to maintain your recovery, you know, in your final year, which is post-grad super stressful. Um, you know, you're doing your master's. So how, how do you manage it? 
yeah, so I um, worked with a psychologist and an uh, eating disorder dietitian for about a year. I worked with psychologists for a, bit, a little bit longer. And then in my third year, I was like, right, I've got this. Like, I'm doing great. I'm going to live my life now. And um, for the whole of the third year, that was great because I was still in the same space and, like, I'd got in my routine where I was and I was doing good. And then I moved I moved universities. I started my master's and, yeah, I moved cities and it, a lot changed. And um, I guess I was like, I think I need help. And I really struggled, like, asking for help because I was like, oh, but I, I'm done my recovery. Like, I'm finished my eating disorder. Like, and that is often not the journey. Like, you can't just finish it and that's life. Like, yeah. I was good for where I was, but, like, my life changed. And so I had to adapt my coping mechanisms and, like, my whole, you know, my stress has increased and my environment was new and some things started creeping back in. So I have started seeing a psychologist again and I think it was like really important for me to be like, okay, like life is going to change and that doesn't mean that I'm going backwards or I'm going to have an eating disorder again. It just means that I need to like make sure that I stay on top of it and like look out for, I guess, signs that things mm. are getting stressful could slip and yeah 100 percent. and that's not like a failure it's just that like life is different and like i need to reevaluate. and yeah so i'm seeing psychologists again and like it's the best thing that you could do like muscles agree is so hard <laughs> like yeah so, so hard and so i, I feel think, you like, <laughs> i don't want to go back there yeah, ever again no. yeah and i think that like anyone in my course could attest to that let alone someone who's like had an eating disorder before and um yeah I think I guess no matter if you're going to do your master's degree or you're, you're starting university from being in high school or you're starting a new job like newness brings like new environments and new stresses and new anxieties and like there was a reason that an eating disorder came. Like I wanted the control. That was for me. It was the control, and it was the like being able to contain. Like yeah, I guess have some control over things that were other things that were changing in my life. Um, and so yeah, that was when I was like, okay, cool. I I am good. I just need to readjust and go back. And so I think mm-hmm. yeah, making sure that you're like looking out for your warning signs is like really important and going back is you know starting to see a psychologist again or going to your counselor is not like going backwards yeah. it's like maintaining your well-being maintaining and, well-being it's a form of self-care I mean I as a yeah. coach myself have a coach because mm-hmm. you know we have to you know it's a part of actually when you when you're training it's like you know it's really advised because you know when you're just navigating life life is hard like it doesn't matter whether you have an eating disorder or not it's like oh it would be good that I had somebody to talk to so it's you know it's it's that self-awareness to go it's okay that maybe Mm -hmm. I'm still needing to speak to someone and just maintain the progress that you've made and see it as like I honestly think with you know not necessarily recovery but life it's a constant journey you know there'll be a there'll be a point where you're like oh this hasn't got a hold over me but there might be Mm -hmm. things that you know oh 
I've, I've improved even further. I didn't even know that was possible. So I think it's a constant, you know, it's a constant move towards the best version of you. Um, and I suppose, you know, once you've, you know, post university, that's going to be a complete different change as well, which is going to come with its twists and turns and graduation, I'm sure will come with, you know, it's, it's feelings. And I suppose Mm -hmm. I can't ask you how you'll cope with it, but you know, it sounds like you've got a good support network and also strategy list. Um, I suppose coming to, coming to the end of this episode, if you were going to, you know, give anyone, you know, three main tips for managing university and recovery or with an eating disorder, what, what would you, what would you give them? Yeah, I think my biggest one would be to say that like, you can do this. It doesn't have to be university or an eating disorder I think like that was a, a bit of my journey of being like oh like you can only be Madeline with an eating disorder or mm-hmm. Madeline who goes to university and ignores it I think that you can you can do both I mean I did it so like it's possible but I think that like with that comes with a bit of prioritization like for me that looked like dropping a few subjects and my recovery was considered a subject in my life and that is fine like you're still going to get your degree you're still going to go to uni and you're still allowed to live your life and do the things that make you happy like your eating disorder doesn't have to be your whole personality um so I guess like you can do it like you can make things work and some things will have to give but your eating disorder doesn't have to win and I guess another one would be like your support system is so important and like it will look so different for everyone but like it I don't think you can do it alone I don't like your voice is so the voice can be so loud and that's so unfair on yourself to be doing it alone Mm -hmm. so like people like reach out to the people that you feel comfortable with and they are going to be so happy to help you and they might not know what that looks like but like you can help them and help each other to kind of get to where that needs to be um they want you like yeah they want you and you they want your best self in their life so they're going to want to help you to get there for Um, sure and i guess my other one would be i think that's probably it i think the biggest things are just like yeah like you do sometimes have to sometimes things have to take a back burner and like working yeah, on yourself. Yeah, prioritizing. Working on yourself is like going to be the best thing. Like uni doesn't have to be the be all and end all. It also doesn't have to be nothing. Like it can be in your life, but it sometimes needs to be like okay. Like if I not the do main, this, not the main show yeah and like it might mean that it takes longer to finish or like but you want to I would say it's better to start now than to wait because I'm so grateful that I've had some part of my university life like eating disorder like in in recovery rather than like my whole university be tainted by having an eating disorder because there's such different experiences so like for sure there is so much worth in starting now and like um getting the help even if it's you know only on if you're on your way then you're, you're going to have a little bit of yourself back to be able to do the things that like make you happy and then your university experience is going to be better because you're going to have 
positives and joy in your life that aren't yet the eating disorder definitely I think you know this is such an important topic because you know it's not just relevant for university it's relevant for school as well you know um I'm sure you know that also comes with different trials and tribulations because of you know age potentially during you know earlier earlier education but you know thank you for sharing such valuable tips and being so vulnerable with you know with me and all of the listeners so what final thing do you want the the listeners to be left with from you Maddie, Madeline? um I think that like just know that you can get through this like you there will be some pretty dark days and some pretty dark places and like I you like there is light and there is life at the end of it and like it's so worth it like I uni is stressful but like I would take on all the stress in the world over those two years that I struggled so much with an eating disorder like mm-hmm. I would be tired and do my 10 hour uni days any day over anything else so just know that like you can get through it and like life is so much better on the other side and people just people who care and love you want to help you so don't be afraid to like reach out and if that is someone who you've never met online they are going to be more than happy to um share what they feel comfortable with and if it's your best friend like they want to be in your life so they're going to want to help you and if it's your parent the same goes like reach out to the people you feel comfortable with and like get the help to get 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 them on board because it's going to make your load so much easier and you're going to better like weather the storm so much easier for sure you know I, I couldn't I couldn't have said that better so thank you for that so finally how how are people going to find you if they want to you know see what you share or you know just get in touch with any questions that they have yeah um i'm mindful with mads with a little underscore at the end on instagram um and yeah i post lots of starting new lots of new student dietitian things but yeah still eating disorder and um just all things like life and balance and well-being so that's where you can find me amazing well thank you again madeline for being on this episode i hope the listeners found it helpful um as always um i'm sure you would love to hear from the listeners i love to hear from you so please do get in touch i'm going to leave all the details um in the show notes and if you do love this episode please make sure to leave a review if you have time it helps me do what i do and share the information um to as many of you uh, as possible on your eating sort of recovery journeys so thank you again um and yeah tune into the next episode which will be um next tuesday see you later